Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. This episode of Rooster Radio is brought to you by Penix Contractors. You know, one of the things I hear more than anything else is how awesome it looks in here. People are always complimenting the, the room that we have, and if I'm being honest, it wouldn't look that way at all if it weren't for the guys at Penix Contractors, specifically Eli. Eli and I worked together, they worked with me to make sure that we were able to shape this place the way that we wanted it to look, and um, they made it all possible. For over 85 years, Penix has been providing construction management services in Gaston County. They've helped build this county and shape the way that it looks. They offer construction management services, they do estimation and bidding, and you know they can even put you in touch with the right architect for your specific job. So if you're in the market for some construction services, give Penix a shot, man. You can find them at www.penix.com. Uh, tell them that the rooster sent you. I mean, they made my dream come true. They, they helped shape this place, and they can help make your dream come true as well. So I've been out of the country, right? And, and tipping's just a thing in America. Like yeah. you go to like Europe, Australia, you know, Asia, anywhere else, tipping's not a thing. Like you just don't do it. And like in Australia, they actually pay their service industry people a fair wage. Yeah. You know, unfortunately in America, if, if every restaurant in America paid their servers a full-time wage, there would be no restaurants. Yeah. It's just, it's just economically, it won't work. You right. would have to, either that or you'd be spending, you know, a hundred bucks every time you and your old lady went out to dinner. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even to like a chain restaurant. It's just impossible to make those numbers work. Now, <clears throat> at scale, perhaps, their argument could be made for some of these corporate chains and stuff, but, you know, it, at scale, it's just impossible to do. I mean, I, I did that for 25 years, ran restaurants and, yeah. and worked in restaurants. It's, there's That's just right. not enough yeah. money in it. But in America, that's the culture. And, you know, it's, it's something that just we all accept. When I go out to eat, I don't go out to eat unless I can afford to leave a tip. Right. You know, like I'm not, you know, I'm not going to take my family out, run up a $100 tab and, and not leave 20 bucks. Right. Like, like you have, that's, you know, even shitty service, even, like right. you know, even shitty service, I'll give, I'll leave a tip. But to just not tip at all and you're trying to be in the entertainment industry, you're trying to be in bars and revenues, that's, that's a bad look because people like me and you, we all talk to each other. And once the word starts getting around, you know, there's there are petty people that will be like, well, I'm not booking them. Right. You know, like that shit's going to happen. I know. And, and, and a, a shitty tip, you know, even if it's a <laughs> shitty tip, it'll go a long way. Yeah, a shitty tip's better than no right. tip. Because when you Cause don't. it says a lot. Yeah, you know? when you don't tip, it's like you're you're saying one of two things. Either you're saying that that your service was so bad you did not warrant this tip, <laughs> or you're just saying fuck you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. what it feels like. You're like, oh, and then you know, and then when you go above and beyond to give them good service, you're like, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I've delivered pizza for a majority of my jobs in my past careers, and that, I, me and my friend, his girlfriend at the time ordered pizza from like Domino's, I think, or something. 
and she didn't tip, and we chewed her out. And she was like, well, I don't know what the big deal is. I was like, if you didn't have enough money to tip, then you should have gone and picked it up. Yeah, it's just, it's just a baked-in cost that you have to take in consideration. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's right. I, I'm not saying that. But I am defending the position because, you know, I can handle it. But my, my bartender, you know, I, it, I don't – you know, I want her to be taken care of. You know, I want her to feel good about herself. I want her to feel like she's because she's doing a great job. And when that's someone's a little blonde, yeah, yeah. and when she's someone's, awesome. yeah, she's great. She's a, she's a hard worker. She doesn't complain about anything. Like she 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 understands the value of just putting your head down and pushing through whatever is right. happening. Right. And I I respect and appreciate that about her more than anything. And then when she gets stiffed after she's gone out of her way to provide this great service, I feel bad for her too. You know. It's kind of hard to hurt my feelings, but I think about everyone else involved too. So it was well, just a lot of people still don't seem to get it with with waitresses and bartenders and stuff. I mean, that's the what is it two thirteen an hour? That's what most, I I pay more than that. Well, but but most most places are two thirteen an yeah, hour. She's in, fortunate. In America. They're all fortunate that you pay more yeah. than that. But most of them play. You know, that's how they make the majority of their money is in tips. Is what yeah. I'm saying. And, yeah, and again, I'm not saying it's right, but it is what it is. It's, it's one of those things. You know, we accept a whole lot worse things. You know, and, and accept them as reality. What's what's the you know, big deal about a twenty percent tip? Right. Yeah, but anyways, are you I, gonna I have a logo behind you? Um, whatever you decide to put back there, we'll we'll put we'll be on all three of the camera angles. Well, if you got an idea, let me know. I'm totally fine with the rooster logo. I like it. All right, yeah. All right, cool. We'll do that. We can do that. We'll throw a rooster. Maybe I can take the rooster and your logo and mesh well, it together we somehow. Could do, I could do something like that. Collage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just send me the file for his logo, and I, I can do something like that. Or I could even, I could even go get, like take my camera and just get a shot of the wall that's over there to kind of use as the wall back here. That looks cool. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Ben we'll Gatlin, Ben's rooster. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Ben Gatlin. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm great, buddy. Thank you for having me, man. Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate I'm excited. it. Excited. Ben's riding the wave of the show you did a couple weeks ago here. Yeah. Uh, man, what a fantastic show that was. Yeah, we had a blast. We had a blast. We appreciate you having us. It was uh, everything really I expected, you know. First show in, I was a little just worried, you know, but um, about, you know, turnout and the rain. And... <laughs> That's every single night for me. <laughs> That's every single night. But, man, it did not disappoint. It was a good night. All the, the openers were great. They brought their crowds, too. It was just, it was good. Good night. Yeah. Appreciate you having us. Yeah, it was a real fun evening. And the one thing that kind of I, le I left with was I was very impressed with your song selection, your set, your set list. I, I mean, you played a lot of songs that are difficult to play. You played a, and you had such a wide range of genres and, and, and music. What goes into that process for you? Because I'm sure not every show you do is the same. So when you decided, okay, this is what we're going to do at the Rooster, kind of what – what went into that decision making? Because you played Angel Eyes. I haven't heard that song in 15 years. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is awesome. So how did you go about that? Well, first, thank you for, for even noticing uh, the, I guess, um, variety of the set list. Uh, and you're right. From playing just so long, man, I feel like such an old dude. I'm really not that old, but I, I feel old. Um, but... You know, you've played, or, or, you know, I've played, we've played places that are, you know, like heavy, heavy, like, say, biker. Yeah. And they they tend to lean more towards, say, southern rock, rock and roll, heavy stuff. Yeah. And then you play country clubs, and not just because it's a 
in the name country club they just like more a little bit more mellow laid back country maybe 102.9 easy listening yeah. kind of stuff and then you know when you do so many weddings and you do so many birthday parties and you do private functions chili cook-offs it, man you cannot and and in my professional I, I guess i'm professional opinion, you can't just play one genre. now th- there's some as a market for that uh, such as like your cover bands and tribute bands yeah who kill it you know but when you're when you're a steady working touring band uh you you have to have a vi- variety and i've i've learned over the years that you know if you want to reach out and touch every single person in that audience you know r- rather regardless of race, uh, regardless of color, regardless of ethnicity, any of that, you have to be able to play. Because there's men and women, there's older ones, there's younger ones, and you gotta be able to, to play a little bit of everything. And I've just, I've just learned over the years, you know, how to read a room a little bit, you know what I'm saying, not to sound arrogant, but when you go in and you play somewhere, and, and it, like say, even if it's packed, and you, your first two or three songs just, you know, you're setting a tone for the evening. Yeah, yeah, and and let's say the first two or three songs don't ain't doing it. You yeah. just feel that it's not really doing it. You hang a left and you play some Al Green, or or play some R and B, or 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 swing right and play some country or something like that, and the room comes alive. You know, okay, boys, we found it. Yeah. You know, so the great thing though is when you play a place like the Rooster, it's a music venue, and we knew before. We even came in here. I told the guys when you when you approached me about this months ago uh, on social media, uh, before actually we even met face to face. I told the guys this is one of them places where we can just be ourselves. We can go in there, play what we like, what because it's going to be our people mixed with his crowd, and it's a that they're there for the music. They're not there for a ball game, you know, yeah. or wings. Or what you know what I'm saying. You've been listening to me, haven't you? <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. You know, <clears throat> this this place is special, it is. and and allowing artists to be themselves have have given birth to these amazing shows that I'm getting to see every night that we're open. Whether there's you know two people in here or you know 150 people in here, you know the shows and and so far everyone's kind of brought their A game, no matter what the crowd is. You know, you just a couple, uh, last weekend we had Chris Free and Madison Crow in here, and they killed it. You know, they did a whole set of originals, took a break, they came back out, and they just start. They started with David Bowie's Last Dance, mm-hmm. right? That, and they did it in their style, and it was so cool. And it, you know, but to your point about setting a tone, it's true. You know, uh, we kind of had a little bit of a conversation about this with the uh, comedian Ray Money, who hosts uh, stand-up comedy with Ray Money on the fourth Thursday of every month. Um, but we were talking a little bit about how, you know, reading the room, like stand-up comedians, that you know, that's, that's speaks more true to them than anything right. else. Yeah, you bomb those first couple of jokes, it's hard to bring, bring people yeah. back. And if you come out and you play some songs that no one's feeling, it can really bring the room down. But, I mean, you guys came out swinging. Like, that didn't happen to you that night here. You guys came out swinging. You, you just set a tone. You set the bar high. Everybody and people were hooting and hollering and dancing. That's my favorite thing. When I look out from behind the bar and there's people on that floor dancing. I was too. Yeah, it, it makes me so – it just fills my heart with joy when I see people on the floor dancing. And and that, that was, you guys really brought it, and you had people moving and shaking. And it's got to be a good feeling for you too. Man, it's a great feeling. And, uh, you know, I would uh, – 
and I hope you don't mind the comparison, but over the years, you know, I would put this in the, the, the feel of the, of the rooms like, uh, you know, the Visualite, Tremont, and uh, oh, yeah, Fillmore. Man. Appreciate that. Man, and, and uh, but it's, it's in my hometown, essentially. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm a Dallas boy, but I, I, I'm Gaston County, and to be able to have some, somewhere like this local, 15 minutes from my house, you know, and, and, you know, to touch on what you said, really the bar was set by the openers, man. Bailey Marie Griggs and uh, my sister Beth Gatlin, they, they just, um, it was mellow and it just got everybody kind of warmed up. And it, it all starts, man, honestly, in my opinion, it starts with the house music. Yeah. I learned from a couple sound men a long time ago that as the room starts to come, you know, start to fill up and they start talking and as they get louder, you know, you, you want to raise the faders yeah. and you want to, because when, when we come on, it's going to be, you know, it's yeah. going to be, uh, that's, that's what you, it's a show, man. You want to kick them in the teeth when you come yeah. out there and, uh, they're there to be, they paid that money to be entertained and, and, and to be, and I just, um, can't thank you and the staff. Uh, everybody, the, the the room, the green room, the load in, everything was just so, and you were so gracious enough to let let me, uh, you know, kind of just do my my thing yeah. with with everything, and it was, uh, you know, we just hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We oh, I sure did, and and I mean, those are decisions that I pine over every single night. You know about what what music we play on the PA before a show or while people are you know it filling matters, up. Man. It does matter. Yeah, even all the way down to what's on that you know, that um, screen behind the yeah. stage. You know, even that. Sometimes we you know most nights we just do a slideshow of upcoming shows, but sometimes the you know I've I've kind of felt like we've put Charlie Chaplin on there. Yeah. You know, just you know just right. duty free stuff on YouTube just to kind of set that tone. And then we, even with the music, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times I'll start the night out with some hip hop music because, yeah. you know, hip hop's kind of fun and yeah. bouncy and stuff and kind of gets people going. But then once the band start playing, I'll pivot to that type of music and I do my best to play all like local bands, lo you know, yeah, local original awesome. stuff on the PA. You know, it's what, you know, the, our, our library of, of local music is growing every day. But it's it's it is something that I think about every single night when we open up. What am I going to play tonight? And then sometimes I get stumped, and I'll just turn to to the performer and be like, "What do you want to hear tonight?" You know, I'm, just, I'm not sure. You know, because you ne you never know what what type of crowd people it's are going to bring. And it sets the mood. And anytime I've ever been in here, you know, doing the little things we did before, uh, the the kind of like open invitation, come sit in and play. Not, yeah. not we didn't call it open mic, but you know, come out when you first open. Yeah. Was was completely different than than that night, man. When yeah. it was showtime. Well, that was ill-timed. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that was ill-timed. I probably should have waited a little while to try to do something like that. And it was funny because, you know, I guess we can talk a little bit about it, how when sure. I first opened up, you know, handfuls of people were like, you need to get Ben Gatlin here. You need to get Ben Gatlin in here. And I guess people were saying the same thing to you. You need to get to the rooster. Because I reached out, <laughs> I sent you a Facebook message like, you know, sent you my phone number is like hey we need to talk and yeah. you hit me up it's like yeah i think we need to talk too yeah. that's what everybody's saying yeah, yeah. and i'm glad i'm glad they did they initiated the greeting because yeah. i mean we would have found each other sooner absolutely later. hometown boys but yeah. but yeah man we really had a blast can't wait till the next one and uh 
I follow all the podcasts. I follow all the shows, even though I'm not here because I'm, you know, I'm doing. Yeah, you're working. But I understand. I'm that. here in spirit, man, and I. There ain't many people out there, I think, locally anyway, that supports you as much as I do because it's just. I uh, appreciate that. Your man. daily lives, everything is just. I mean, we just need that, man. We need this. Well, show you know, especially after COVID, it, it, this place. I've lived here all my life. We've never had a place like this. You know. Well, thank you for the kind words, but yeah, COVID did. I mean, I I still think, and I hope I'm wrong about this, but I think that there's a small percentage of people that just aren't coming back. They're not gonna they're not coming out their houses anymore. They're you're gonna continue to order their groceries online it's and everything delivered. Different. There's a small portion of people that that they're just not coming back, and that's fine. You know, that's a choice that you're making, but you know. Guys like me, I never, you know, I went to a two-year college. I went to chef school, and then I went to business school for two years. I never did the whole four-year degree thing. And, you know, I didn't get into, like, a specific skill set industry. You know, know, I didn't study engineering or mechanical or science, any of that. But for those people that did, you know, when you pour all yourself into this specific industry, whether you're working in a lab, whether you're in a hospital all day, every day, whatever it is you've decided as a profession, you need reprieve. You need extracurricular activity. Because, yes, you know, how many people do you know that have just buried themselves in their career and they've, they have no more personality because that's right. all there is to yeah. them now. And you need, so that's where I step in. It's where you step in. We're the type of people that provide this, this little bit of, you know, relief from the grind every day. Yes. And our grind is just a different kind of grind. Our hours are different. Our, yeah. It's still know, there. It's, it's, yeah, different. it's still a grind. Yeah. It's just a different type of grind. It's not the nine to five grind. And I love it. You know, it's, it, does, it does tax your family life. You know, yes. it can. It can tax your family life. But, uh, but, you know, fortunately, shout out to C-Dub. My wife's awesome. She, you, know, you know, we still have to talk about things you know, every day. You know, we, we just keep working it out. And, you know, we get on this new schedule of things. And, you know, you, just like we were talking before the show, you know, you, you've got your kids a specific set of days. And those are your days. You know, I'm sure you're not looking to book shows on a Monday when right. you're hanging out with your kids. And same thing, that's why we're closed on Monday and Tuesday. You know, my, I'm all my, my family's got 100% of my attention on those days. Well, like yeah. you said, it taxes you, you know, it weighs on you because I've, I've done that, you know. I've played, literally, if my body can handle it, my voice can handle it, I've played seven days a week for years That's straight. That's a lot. You know, That's I mean, a lot. we all like money. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I also enjoy playing. And, uh, I, you know, anybody out there who knows me, I've got a, a bad reputation for, if I get a little under the weather, I just keep on going and keep on going before you know it, have no voice at all. And I have to invite my buddies, who I'm so lucky to have, to come out and sing for me because I, I mean, I'm not, you know, yeah. I sound like Steve Austin or something, you know. Do I you can't. do anything to protect your your vocal cords or your voice? Like, do you have a regimen or anything you do to? Yeah, kind of keep all up? the time. Well, what I was getting at was, you know, due due to doing that, you know, uh, then it switched to where, you know, when I was married and everything, I had to do, you know, we had to, comp- I had to, you know, compromise, right, and I. It was Tuesday through Saturday and every other Sunday, which is still a lot. That's like six days one week, five days the, the next week, and um, and now you know that I'm that I'm older, at 43, and and three kids and and everything. Now it's you know Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, I, 
it's 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 pretty much half and half. Yeah. I I would I would like to be playing more just because I like the money. Because you part. love it. Well, you, and I you love, love what you do. Of course. Yeah. Of, I mean, it, that's the most important part. Is the is if I didn't have it's my therapy. You know? Yeah. If I didn't have music or this business or whatever, I I don't know. I probably would just perish. You know. But <laughs> but I also have to make a living. You know. But uh, but in addition to that, the most important thing. I'm sure you and everyone, you know, worth a damn knows family is at the top of. Yeah, it has to be first. It and, has to be first. And that's 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 the, and that's a lot of the reason why we do the things we do. Of course, every, know, everything I do is for my children. So yeah, and um, plus you're setting an example, and that's the thing that, <clears throat> excuse me, that's the thing that that I kind of lean on. That's kind of my my go-to emotion about why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's not just about you. Know, it's a, a lot of it's about creating these opportunities and, and providing this space and, and giving these people something to do. But more than anything, it's, you know, I've said this before, it's proven to my daughter that it can be done. Right. Proven to my kids that, hey, you can do whatever you want to do. Right. You just have to be willing to sacrifice and put in that work and grind. And, you know, and that's not everyone's built for that. You know, and it's and I don't mean this in any kind of negative way. Right. Some people are built for that uh, routine. Right. Some people, you know, you see a lot of a lot of veterans. They need routine to stay sane. Right. You know, what I'm saying you right. you take you take a guy, you put him, you know, you spend four, five, ten years in in the in the military, and everything's routine there. Yeah. And then you just snatch them out of that lifestyle and you put them back into society. Right. And it's like, here, figure it out. You yeah, know, that's, it's almost you know, like that in and of itself will cause PTSD. Ex yeah, exactly. Because the, the routine uh, is almost like that's their therapy. Exactly. You know, 5.30, we get up every morning, we work out, we, we go for a run, we do this, and then we go to work, then we, ha you know, or have our coffee first. And I, my uncle was like that, you know, yeah. and... Uh, to go back to just so I don't skip anything, yeah. to go back to, you know, what I was getting at is, you know, I used to, when I was a younger man, I played all the time. And it's, you know, and now it's not that I pick and choose, but as you get older and, and you know, you find out we all mature, you know, and we all um, find out over time what's most important. Sometimes you learn the hard way. And sometimes yeah. sometimes it just manifests itself to you, you know, like, like uh, you know, you know, like sunshine, I, I, now it's went, you know, four or five days a week. And if something comes in that I really, really want to do on a Monday or Tuesday, you know, make arrangements, you make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah. And, uh, and yes, I do have to take care of my voice, you know, all the time. Cause even though I may not be playing, you know, ex except four or five nights a week, I'm still doing studio stuff in Hickory or Charlotte or, and I'm doing backup vocals here and there. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of the, the honey and the lemon and the tea yep. and the, the herbal um, uh, uh, throat coat and breathe deep and all these little things you can get. And uh, I found this stuff overseas. I still haven't been able to get it. It's called Hornet's Tea. Hornet's Tea. And it is said to be able to bring you from basically like a, a laryngitis shutdown where you're just like totally gone. You could make tea with that. Uh, it, it's the... it's. Anyway, I guess it's if pointless. anyone has a has a inside track on some hornet's tea, yes. reach out to either me or Ben, and we'll get it. In your I will purchase this from you, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah, look it up. It's wild because it's uh, it's brought people basically back from death, 
and they go out and do some I've of I've never shows. heard of that, but that's interesting. I'm going to go Google that later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's I'm, it. I'm constantly trying to find it, you know, because I've, I've been so bad before and woke up before a show. And, you know, you, you, you us men, you know, I'm, well, women too, you don't want to cancel. And so you wait, wait, and wait to see if I'll get better, see if I'll get better. And then you wake up the day of the show and you're like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then, you know, you just... <laughs> You just pray and you drink the tea and you eat the cough drop. I mean, dude, I've got, I should be some kind of a rip for Hall's Honey. Say, should, do we need to, we need to start talking endorsement here? Yeah, sponsorships, <laughs> endorsements. I've got the blue over here and the honey lemon cough drops. <laughs> I keep them all the time, you know. So, yes, definitely to answer your question, I'm always trying to preserve the vocal cords. Well, yeah. you, not only, you know, getting older, of course, we all know getting older sucks, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating how right all those people were growing up, you know, telling you all this shit that was going to happen to you when you get older, and you're like, ah, whatever. And then, then you, you, you I, for me, it was mid-30s. I got in a car wreck, and it kind of sped up the aging process for my body. And now at 43, uh, you know, I know when it's going to rain. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's my age, yeah. <clears throat> but, um, but not, well, you've also kind of earned the right to, to be a little more selective. You know, that's, that's the other thing that I see a lot of uh, younger bands that, that reach out and that, that want to play. And, and it's like some of the ways, the way some of these emails are worded, you're just like, what? Like, they, 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 they're already like demanding, you know, this, this and this. And I'm like, you know, you're 20. Like, you you have to earn that. And and you've earned that right to kind of pick and choose. You've proven yourself as as an entertainer, not just a musician. I want to be clear about that. Ben's not just a musician. He's not just a singer. This dude entertains. And your show is entertaining as hell. Thank you, man. You've done really well selecting the guys that play with with you. I mean, everyone's up there having a blast. You know, like, and that... Again, that goes back to one of the things that I love most about doing this is getting to see people in that element. Yeah. You know, I get to be surrounded by people that are happy all the time now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in a cubicle somewhere where everyone's depressed and on, you know, medication. You know, humming about, you know, what happened at the Super Bowl. Like, I'm getting to see people ear-to-ear grinning, happy all the time, and it's infectious. You know? Of course, the crowd mattered, you know, just as much. But when I looked beyond the lights – about the third or fourth song and saw a smile on your face i was like all right boys <laughs> we good you know because it, it was it was really it was a good night and uh you know i i'm not afraid to to admit it that on the mic uh, you know i'm wearing a guitar too so i'm not like a dance around jump around you know kind of front guy nobody would want to see that either <laughs> but, but i don't i don't really do a lot of that i talk and and you know i let my guitar play in and my and my singing do the talking but when you get me in a room full of people like that and, and up there on the stage with those guys, and, and it's funny, t- two of my band members have had such bad luck with their bodies, uh, accidents. Um, um, uh, Jimmy Thornburg Grubb, my, my uh, keyboard player, he almost lost his life in 2018. Uh, he got in a bad accident. My friend Tony's ankle's been completely reconstructed. And, you know, at load in, everybody's yeah. hobbling in. But boy, at showtime, it's like something happens to everybody. Yeah, he comes alive. And Gus, the one behind me that was playing the percussion, yeah, he's like the newest addition, man. And he he looked like he was having the most fun. He just everybody, like you said, man, I'm I'm blessed because everybody in that band just 
we all just bring each other. And then when you put us in a room like this with a crowd like that, it was just, it was magic. And uh, we got a lot of video from that night. A lot of, man, the pictures are insane. Some of them, I've, I've got a- Shout I've got out to Michael Carter with Cross Beams of Crossroads. Yes. Uh, Michael's been coming in, in uh, so this whole thing started with him. Him and his wife came to a show, uh, one of the creative music management shows. And we talked briefly, and they really dug the place, and they ultimately ended up purchasing hall passes. So in our hall pass, you purchase, and it gives you, you know, no cover, no tickets for the whole year. They can come to any show they want, any time. <clears throat> so they start showing the shows, and he comes to one show, and he's got his camera. He's like, you mind if I take some pictures? I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't, no, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> so he starts taking them, and then he's like, I'll upload them to the Google Drive. I'll share them with you. I'm like, cool. And he shared me. I was like, "Oh shit, he's for real!" Like his dude could really. He's got an eye, man. Yeah, he's got a great eye for live music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's like the whole time he's, <laughs> he's digging it too. Yeah. You know? And uh, I'm so glad because I was. I knew it had. You know, I knew it was Crossroads, but I I couldn't remember his name. It, and it's then, uh, shout out to Cindy Youngblood. She. I don't know if she still has a company, but she she uh, she was here, and uh, I played her uh, her daughter's wedding, and she took a bunch of good pictures too. I, I don't know if he shared that same album with you. He probably did. Mm -hmm. But if he didn't, man, I've got some great pictures that I think you would like to have. And I can, I can yeah, send just send them on my way. You know, I, I've actually, uh, this week, I plan to go buy a new external hard drive because mine's filling up so fast. Yeah. And I want to get one that's just for all the pictures. I don't know what I'm going to do with all of these photos, but at some point, I'll figure something out. Yeah, maybe some of them that's you know, really good and shows you flipping a. Uh, flipping a liquor bottle or whatever, you're doing your thing back there. I don't do tricks. <laughs> I used to. You can stick it up uh, on the wall. Now, you know? now I'm so nervous about dropping a bottle. I'm like real careful with my pores. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's thirty dollars you're gonna lose. You drop that bottle. Yeah, don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a bartender uh, when we first opened. Dicky, shout out to Dicky. Um, he. He kind of helped me set the bar up. Me and him worked together on creating the cocktail menu and stuff. And he's one of those guys that can, you know, flip everything around and stuff. It was kind of cool to watch. He got a, he got offered a, an amazing opportunity. So I told him, I was like, dude, congratulations. Like, don't I feel bad for me. Dudes, you know, I yeah. respect those dudes. I went to culinary school as, as well, and, and uh, I didn't finish. I didn't I either. I couldn't afford to stay in. Well, I, I was chasing a lady that ended up being my wife, who's now my ex-wife. But uh, we get along, you know. My my two daughters are um, that we had together. They're they're grown and driving, scaring me every Scared day. Scared to death. Yep. My boy's twelve, and you know he's growing like a weed. My so. youngest is twelve. Yeah. yeah. We got a lot in common. She's yeah. shooting up, and she's she's all into sports and stuff, and she makes me proud all the time. You know, she's yeah. she's she's really good at sports, like. Better than I, I, I was decent baseball player. Right. It's a decent football player, but she's out there like hustling, like like I don't know. It just it makes me real proud. You know, it makes you proud to see your kids you know, do well at things. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing I've been. And of course, I guess I can take some credit for because I've been drilling that in her head since she was three about you know if you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, don't don't half-ass anything. And I, you know, I don't I don't push my kids to just because it's in their blood heavily in their blood. To do, you know, to do music. Do they play? Um, all of them. You know, my middle daughter, uh, Gracie, she, she, I don't know that she's interested, which is fine. That's fine, yeah. You know, do, but whatever you do, you know, do it. Yeah, do and it. just do it well. And, uh, but, but Kayla sings like a bird and she can play, a whatever she touches, she can play. 
Um, Channing is, is my, that's my boy. He's some kind of prodigy psycho kid. Yeah. He, and what the thing is, he can play drums, he can play keyboard, he can sing a little bit, he, whatever, he, and he's good, like he's better than I was. That's a new thing. When I was coming up, I, when, you know, cause I, there was a time where I did play. I just, I put it down and never picked it back up, and now I'm just clumsy with it. But back when I was in a band, I didn't know a lot of people that did everything. But now you see, we see people come in here. Like when we do our open mics, you know, Cody, our host, Cody with a K, he plays keyboard, he sings, he plays guitar, he jumps on the drums. I'm like, wow, hey, like that's well, a I'm, thing now. I'm, a lot of people are I like that. that. Yeah. I, you know, I knew he played, I think it was drums. I knew he played drums. Yeah. And then the one night I stopped in, or we, we were setting up to do our thing, he sat back there and he was killing it on yeah. the keyboard. I was like, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. a talented guy, man. Yeah, like and and it's and it's just it, I don't know, it's just awesome to see like again, you know, I go I kinda always go back to to the love of it all, you know, just putting smiles on people's faces and that kind of thing. How did the blues jam go? I heard it was awesome. It, it went really well. <laughs> it's a bunch of old people. Did I hit a bunch No, no, no. It was fun. It sounded really good. It just I didn't expect to, you know, I think I might have been the youngest guy there. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, but it was cool, man. It, it was really cool. We're going to do it again in, in May. Um, we're going to have another May the open. 18th, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out to David and Mark for setting that up. You know, they came to me, and, you know, I, I didn't know these guys. He had this idea. It's funny how that came about because <clears throat> I, had, I had canceled a few shows. Um, I had a you know, promoter overstepped a little too far and I was like you know what let's just not do this so I canceled some shows and uh I had this date and it was two weeks out or two or three weeks out and uh Dave had he just showed up at an open mic and with this idea to do a blues jam and I pulled out my phone and looked at my calendar and said what do you think about this day yeah. <laughs> and I gave it to him and, and he did well with it you know, got a decent crowd in here and and we're going to do it again. I hope that uh, next time we get an even bigger crowd because right. the music was amazing, yeah. man. I mean, there was some, there was some loaded talent on the stage yeah. that night. I know David real well, and uh, uh, well, not as well as I know Bump, which is Mark. Okay, that's what we all you know, call him. His name. Like my my keyboard player is Jimmy Thornburg, but Grub, that's his name. Grub. And uh, and and they they came down the road, you know, to see us for just a minute, and he was like, we're gonna go up here and meet this guy. And I was like, man, Michael's awesome. And 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 uh, Mark, you know, Bump, he mentioned, we're, I think we're, we're trying to figure out maybe something to do up there on maybe like a Thursday or something. I said, well, dude, that's the place to do it. And um, I'm glad it worked out. I hate I couldn't make it. I was playing in Yeah, he was working. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I don't mind saying, you know, if, if you don't already know, which, People probably already do, but Ben has a standing gig on Wednesdays at Winter Circle. You know, I, I'm not look. I'm not competitive on, in that nature, um, or in that way, I should say. Like, there's, in my opinion, there's plenty for everyone to eat. You know, there's enough for you know. I, my perspective is more places that that offer these types of platforms will result in more people coming out and, and being part of the community. I think that a lot of people have this mindset that there's this finite amount of, you know, sales to go around. And 
maybe that has been true in the past, but this is a growing town. This is a growing community. More and more people are moving here every day, and everyone's got different tastes, and everyone's got different things they're into. So I don't look at, you know, now if somebody starts talking shit about us, then, yeah, I'll get on here, and I'll, I'll fucking roast you. You know, <laughs> let, let me find out. Yeah, you, yeah, let me find out you're out there talking shit, then, yeah, I'll come on here, and I'll tell you exactly what I think. But for now, everyone, everyone's provide anyone providing a platform for artists, anyone giving people something to do to get out of their house and socialize, because we need that as human beings. We need that. We need to be parts of a community. You know, we, if COVID taught you anything, it should have taught you that it is, it is one of the most unhealthy things on the planet to just sit at home alone. Yes. That is not healthy for anybody. Right. We, we as human beings, as a species, we need community. Right. We need to communicate. Socialize. We need to socialize. We need to you know, find things that we're interested in and, and be a part of those communities. And that's how we grow. A better you way know? to do that with music. Exactly. That's another thing that makes you, I think, special. Because I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, you're definitely correct. There's more people that think the other way. You're in the minority. And I think the minority is, is, is the good. Not that all those people are bad or shitty people. But... You're one, I'll just say it, you're one of the only uh, venue owners that I've worked with, for, whatever, that it's been like, hey man, there's enough to go around. Let's not be competitive. Let's be, you know, see, I wasn't out of respect for you. I wasn't going to bring up the winter circle. That's why that's I said fine. down the road. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. say what night, and then you did. You know, that's yeah. just, uh, that's awesome. And, and, you know, it does go good. And what's awesome, and I don't even know if you, you know, you know this, but they'll come here, then there, or they'll come there, and yeah. then they'll come here, and that's what we want. That's what. You know? That's exactly what you that's want. What we that's want. exactly There's, what you want. This is a big place. That's a little place. It's it just works, man. Yeah. And I think it, hopefully it's working too, because yeah. and it's different. I know it's different here than it is down there. Yeah. Because they'll come in and say that. You know, they'll say something like, "We'll come in here for like maybe the 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 more, you know." Um, uh, acoustic or, or kind of laid back thing, which we can do there too, but it's yeah. smaller here and we feel less nervous. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, there they feel like, you know, here uh, I had a friend, uh, uh, I think it was Brian. He was like, you know, down there, man, I feel like I gotta be some kind of superstar. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Hey, nobody in there makes you feel like that. Do they? No, no, we don't. don't. Yeah. It's, that's you. you yeah. There's no expectation. I, you know, it, my perspective on it is that, Hey, You've got so, you've got a gift to share, and my whole thing is come share it here. Like, yeah. like come, you know, you never know who you're going to connect with and who it's going to touch. And you know, you know, I, I, there's I don't want now. This is I won't name this person, but there's a guy I know from high school, high school days, and he was a musician. He and he he gigged around. He had a band, or or I think it was a duo. But he, he wrote original music and he, he did he did okay. He just gigged around town, you know, the the scene for a while. He was in another part of the state doing it. And I think after so many years of, of it not like manifesting into more success, I think he kinda got, you know, kind of turned his back on, on the on the journey, so to speak. And he started to become more of a hermit. He kinda closed himself off and shut himself down. And um while I was getting this place going, uh, he he have he showed up at my wife's work. You know, my wife's a vet, she works in a vet office. Um, he brought, brings his dog in. They recognize each other. It's like she tells him what's going on. So we reconnect after I hadn't seen him in years, and uh, we start talking and invite him over to the house. Start hanging out. I start to get a sense for who he is now, 
and he's, you know, he's kind of shut himself off, you know, and which is sad. You know, you hate to see that, especially with somebody who's talented, right. who has a gift, right? And so, you know, while I'm going through this process, I start to get messages from from time to time. Some are supportive and some are like, you know, what do you think you're doing? Like, it's a big risk you're taking. And, you know, there was there was one night where it got a little nasty. I was like, hey, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, it was kind of, this isn't what he said, but it was in the vein of, you know, who do you think you are? Like, you know, you're not that talented. That's what he told me. He said, you're not that talented. Or no, that, 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 not that creative is what he said. You're not that creative. And most people would have been like, you know, fuck this guy. But I talked to my wife about it. I was like, first of all, I know he's wrong. You know, I, I don't claim to be creative at all. That's really not what I don't do. Yeah, cre creative creativity is not. That's y'all's thing. Like my thing is, I can run a bar. <laughs> you know, like that's if you want to call that creative. But um, you know, I could have taken it like in a real negative way. But in fact, the the real genuine feeling I got from it was like, I'm gonna prove. I'm gonna. This motherfucker's gonna be at the bar all the time like right. i'm gonna i'm gonna get him back on stage right. and i haven't got him back on stage yet but he's close and it's you know and i think the reason it's it has taken you know this has happened over the course of months and i think that once you have kind of given up once you've ch shut yourself off and you've decided that i'm you know i'm gonna take this negative view of things it's really really hard to crawl back from that yes and it's really like because i i know you know, I don't want to turn this into any kind of therapy session, but I understand what depression is like. Like, I know how low that can feel. Fortunately for me, it happened when I was so young that, you know, I spent most of my entire adult life kind of building back up and getting to a point of confidence right. where I, I don't feel bad talking about it. I don't feel any ashamed about it or anything. But for most people, for you know, you said I'm in the minority. I think that's all the time I'm in the minority because, you know, most people peak when they're young. You know, they, you have this awesome experience in high school and in your 20s, but that was a shitty time for me. You know, high school sucked. You know, I, and, and as I got older, I got wiser and, and started kind of putting all these pieces together of, like, how to live a happy life. My goal, my idea of success is not being rich. Like, you know, I know too many people with money that are terribly unhappy. Yeah. Um, my idea of success is happiness and, and that, you know, of course you want your family taken care of. You want to be able to pay right. the bills. Everyone wants that. That's, that doesn't make you special, but understanding the value of being happy and the value of being comfortable in your own skin, being able to live with yourself, yeah. you know, with the decisions you and choices you've made, you know, there's, you know, yeah, it would be fucking awesome if this place made me rich, but that's, probably not going to happen but it will make me happy and it will teach other people that there's a way to make your own path and that's that's to me is more valuable more important to me than any amount of money is ever going to be so i don't even know how we got on this i'm sorry well, two, th <laughs> hey, two things to touch on that you mentioned um it's my belief that you know the majority of super special people whether it's athletes musicians actors comedians like they are in the minority, in my opinion. Not that, like, the majority of people are just normal fuddy-duds, you know. That's not what I'm saying. And the second thing is, I, you know, I disagree. I don't, I don't know who the friend is, and I wish him, him and his, his mental state and everything and his um, passion for, 
for life changes over time, and you do get. I'm seeing it. It's it's gradual. Right. It's gradual, and I think that's the point I kind of ran ran away from was the point that I was trying to make was that hey, you know, it's taking time for for him to kind of come back out of his shell, but I'm seeing it happen in real time, right. and it and it and it feels good, you know, not just to prove him wrong, but but to to make to infect someone else with that happiness, with that bring back that love for right. the thing that you loved at one point, and you can now love again. You know, I say things like this a lot on the show about, you know, being a part of a community and, you know, sharing your gift and your art. And, you know, I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm being serious. Like, it's a real thing. Well, that's what I was going to touch on that I disagree with the fact that, you know, I think I think you are very creative to come in with, you know, because we've talked some in the past about your music background. And, you know, you claim, you know, that you... Yeah, I'm not all that, and I wasn't all that, <laughs> da, da 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 But, you know, to have a vision like this in a place like this, in a town like this, it takes huge balls, for one, you know, because I'm from here, man. You know, I know, you know, and if you're from here, you know, too. I, I do. I, and, I knew the challenge when I jumped in. And you are just, you know. I, I have I have an optimism about me that's just unbreakable. You know, you, you say whatever, you know, say all kinds of mean shit about me. I don't give a shit what you say. I, I don't. I don't care because you know what matters to me? What my wife thinks about me, what my kids think about me. That matters to me way more right. than what anybody on social media or, or around town has to say about me. And, you know, if, you, if, if you're right, we'll find out in a year, two years, ten years. You know, we'll see how long I stick around. If I'm, if I'm gone in a year, then I was wrong. You ain't going to find out none of that shit yeah. sitting at home judging. Yeah, exactly. come the fuck down here. Yeah, you know? I just I would like to see more people kind of shift their perspective. You know, Gastonia is a changing community. You know, Gaston County come yeah. to a show. Yeah, come out to to. I mean, dude, you do so many events that are like five bucks. Yeah, bro, that's cheaper than a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, it you is. Know? Yeah, and I know lots of smokers. Just just yeah. come just come in to you know. Well, the re I mean you know. Uh, I, I've heard some, you know, that some people, you know, the, the, the I've, someone, we've had people come in here and didn't want to pay the, the, it was $15 for that show that night to get in. And it was a couple, it was, a, I don't know if they're married or what, but she really wanted to come in and have a good time. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, can I go in and check it out first? And my staff's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know if $15 is worth it. And those words, worth it, that, that's what kind of upset me about it. And I, was, I felt bad for the lady because she was ready to have a good time. She was probably going to dance the night away with him, and he might have got lucky that night. But instead, he went home with a lady who's like, fuck this guy. Like, you know in the back of her head, $15? Small price to pay. Small price to pay. But, you know, you, you got to think about it like this. That $15 ain't going in my pocket. That's going in y'all's pocket. And that's how we pay, like, you know, without the built-in, you know, draw of, of food, you know, the, you know, we rely on, you know, I want you guys to get paid. And I hear all these stories about bands that told me they've walked away from gigs with 20 bucks or, you know, or no money at all. And I don't want to be that. I want people to make money doing the thing they love. So we charge a cover charge so that you guys can make money. And it's entirely up to y'all. I'll, I'll let you set your own prices. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't insert myself in those decisions i think for the most part artists kind of know what what they're worth what 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 their audience will right. willing to pay, pay. Yeah. you know and that's another reason i don't get involved if they want to do five bucks five they want to do 20 bucks that's fine 
um, you know, and then you know you've got you've got like the the next. I don't I don't I don't know how to say this without saying it this way, but like the next tier of artists, we've got guys that that require they they want a certain amount of finite amount of money, you know, that's probably more than I can afford to pay them. And a few of those have taken the door deal that I offer them, and they end up making more than they asked for right. in the in the first place. But it requires promoting your show. It requires getting out there and getting you know get enticing people to come. Because you know, I don't know about you, but I'm done paying 150 fucking dollars a ticket to go to a concert. Like like my wife and I went to so many concerts over the last seven or eight years. And when we first started dating, it was 50, 60 bucks for a decent seat at yeah. like a pavilion or whatever. And then those last couple of years. You know, we were dropping three, four hundred dollars for just the two of us to get a decent seat. Yeah, and and, and, and God forbid go, going and getting a beer that's like fifteen dollars <laughs> for a, for a red solo cup for yeah. a beer. I mean, yeah, yeah, those days are over. And for my me. thing, my thing with that is, I can honestly, uh, and and you know, I'm not just trying to like you know, toot your horn or whatever, but when you can go to a place like this or you know, a local venue and you can hear. And I'm not, you know, well, I won't say no names uh, just so I don't get sued or nothing. But uh, <laughs> some of these, you know, country acts and, you know, I'm talking about the mainstream people we yeah. hear on the radio. Dude, I can come to a place like this or Wednesday night down the road or up the road in Charlotte, Smokey Joe's, and I can hear way better musicians, way better entertainment, way better singers, way better pickers, drummers, organ players, keyboard players. Then going and put, you know, and it's five and ten and fifteen and, bucks. And remember this: those the the people that are performing at these smaller venues, your your money's going right back into another member of the community you live in. Right. You know, a lot of people talk a lot about you know locals, shopping local, and, and supporting local. You know, this this is the best way to support local artists is to go show up to those shows. You know, whether they're original or they're um, you know doing covers or tributes. You know, all of them are artists. Yeah, they, they've got a skill that you don't have, and that's why you're coming to see them. And some of the most important people there we touched on, I think, before the uh, show started today was, you know, some of the most important people are, are the staff at these at these venues, yeah. the, the bartenders, the waitresses, the, the door people, you know, take care of them, you know, tip them. The guy at some of these venues that's in the bathroom that hands you a, a napkin and a peppermint, yeah. you know, give the guy a dollar, man, Yeah, you know, something, because you think he wants to be in there? Probably not, you know. Probably not. And and it's like the first thing you you talked about. I don't think I ever got to really about some of these. Uh, I think you called them like twenty year olds. That's like well, we need this, 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 and this. You know, I learned really quick. Of course, I've n I was never. Uh, I was always one of those people who asked like grandmasters like Rusty Barkley, Chris Cook, Jeff Gates. You know, hey man, what should I charge when I was a kid trying to book gigs? What should I do? What should I? You know, and one of them might say one thing, and one of them might say another thing. And one of the first things I learned real quick is you cannot, first of all, if somebody doesn't know who you are. You can't have an you expectation. You can't be like, give them a spreadsheet of all this stuff that you want and expect, you know. Only the red M&Ms yeah. in the back. Yeah. We need, you know, only, only, uh artesian everglade water you know or whatever it is in these crazy contracts or or whatever um one of the the, the one of my favorite things I, I think it was um a place double door at the lake they're not open anymore but it was one of the one of the guys there that was in the back and he was a promoter and he just had the silver tongue 
And he was like, man, people call me. If, if I ain't heard of it, you probably suck. You know? Oh, and that's shitty. That is shitty. That's shitty but, thing to say. But, but the way he, what he was trying to explain is, you know, don't hit me up wanting to play in my venue and demanding all this stuff. Five grand is what he was saying. Cause <laughs> these, these guys from the beach wanted five grand to play there. And he's like, well, I've never heard of you. You might kill it at the beach. You might have a great crowd at the beach, but are they going to drive four or five hours to see you here? Probably not. Yeah. So I've encountered I've encountered quite a bit of that because I, I I put our venue up on IndieOnTheMove.com, which is a website for independent artists to find gigs. And I'm starting to think that was a mistake because I get so many emails from these touring bands or these these bands that have a huge following in Alabama or Florida or New Jersey. And it's like, I can't give you what you need. Like, I would love to give you an opportunity, right. but I can't give you what you're asking for. And I, I, I try to gracefully explain that, you know, in these emails. And, and um, you know, because it, it's true. Like, you might be the shit in, you know, Midland, but <laughs> nobody knows you in Gastonia. Yeah. You know, and, and they're probably and, not going to drive from yeah. Midland. You know, yeah. they are awesome. Yeah. But, you know. So, you know, I think that, you know, if if we're if I'm fortunate enough to still be doing this in five years, I think that's kind of like that's in my head, I think that's the point where it's gonna get to where it's like, okay, I can I can pay you this much no matter what. But this you know, it's we're in our first year. We're four months almost four months in, and you know, we're i I'm still we're still finding that that, you know, crowd of people that are going to show up no matter what right now there's like a handful of people that are doing that that are showing up to just about everything i feel when like that, it is continuously growing though but right. it, it's, it's it's very you know it's slow and it's and it's incremental but i need that number to be around 40 to 50 people uh every night no matter what and when we get to that number that's when it's like okay now i can say this is how much you i can afford to pay no matter right. what and it's going to take a minute to get there you know it's just it's, and that's what we're doing that's what i'm trying to build to that you know it's this place is different i've seen the look in people's eyes they come in here and they just don't know what to make of this right. place you know you don't smell a, a fryer right. you know you don't smell grease from fries when you walk in right. here you know it smells like you know, it smells like new construction still a little bit. Or smoke. But, uh, or smoke. Yeah, vape there's smoke. A, there's a lot of, well, there's still a lot of places, especially the further you go down that way. Yeah. And, hey, just in case they're watching, I love all them places. They let yeah. me play there, too. But, you know, going down toward Kings Mountain, Shelby, you know, they still smoke in them places. The yeah. Private clubs, they'll still smoke in there. And I thought that when I walked in, I think my first entry into this building was through here, through the green room. And... I mean, I didn't even make it out there. And I was like, dude, this is like literally a green room. <laughs> and the couch, I mean, it just, you're doing everything right. The stage is nice. The lights are awesome. All yeah, right. It's just. Uh, I, I appreciate the love, man. I do. We'll yeah. stop jerking each other off now. All right. Yeah, they don't want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we wrap things up, um, I'm going to sound off, uh, or I'm going to list off some shit we got going on in March. You want to tell people where to find you, social media, online, uh, any upcoming gigs you want to promote? Uh, um, absolutely. Take a minute, look in that camera right uh, there and tell them what's up. Everything uh, to do with us and our band is uh, Ben Gatlin Band or Ben Gatlin Band 1 on uh, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, social media, all social media platforms, uh, Instagram. It seems like the two the two most popular right now are probably uh, Facebook uh, 
uh, even though the meta change over is insane. Get me but, started. Um, Instagram, TikTok, like I said, Ben Gatlin Band or Ben Gatlin Band One. Uh, email address Ben at B, Ben at pbooking at yahoo.com. Um, and uh, yeah, that's. And where are you much. playing uh, in the next? Where, where are you playing at in March? Where can people come see you? Oh my goodness. Uh, um, I know locally we are, you know, I play a lot of places that are far off, but we're, uh, we're doing in uh, March 18th, we're doing the chili cook-off uh, expo, if you will, in uh, downtown Mount Holly. That's right there around Trouse Brewery and Jack Beagles right around there. That's from uh, 2 to 6 p.m. Uh, every Wednesday night, if, if you don't mind, we, yeah, yeah. we do host a, a, a similar open mic uh, right down the road at uh, Winter Circle. Um, nothing else really local, you know, most of my, my places are, are, are far away from here. Um, there's, you know, like I said, you, you got the monopoly on it too. There's not very many places, um, around here to play. Uh, I mean, there is, you know, but, but there's not. So most of my places, Charlotte, Huntersville, Mooresville, and, uh, you can just check out any of those pages and I, I post all the dates, uh, usually weekly and bi-weekly. Um, it seems that the, the Facebook and Instagram uh, algorithm seems to work best. If I put it on too early, nobody sees it. Mm. If I put it on too late, it shows them a week after we've played. Yeah. So if I put it on, you know, right around a week or two before the show, uh, then everybody will see it. So Ben Gatlin Band or Ben Gatlin Band 1 on all those pages, uh, social media. Check us out. Yeah, check them out. If you haven't seen Ben perform yet, you, you really should. It's, it, is, it is an absolute treat. It's fun. Like I said, you're, you're going to want to dance, even if you don't dance. And as far as uh, the rooster goes, here's what's going on in March. Here's just a, a few of the things we're doing on the March the 10th is a Friday. We've got Idlewild South. Uh, they, they are an Almond Brothers tribute band. <clears throat> They're the Almond Brothers tribute band. They're actually endorsed by the remaining members of that band. Awesome. So that's as close as you're ever going to get to seeing the Almond Brothers. Uh, and that's March 10th. On the 11th, we have a huge punk rock show. Some, uh, some uh, old timers. Uh, we got Queen City Rejects. We got Van Huskins, No Anger Control, Self Made Monsters, and Yaller. Uh, five punk bands. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing people I probably haven't seen in 20 years at that show. Mm. Um, on the 16th, we're hosting the Not That Innocent Tour. That's um, Living Dead Girl and Marlene Mendoza are touring. Uh, we're going to get local support from Graveyard Boulevard and Out of Oblivion. It'll be their second time playing our stage. 17th for St. Patty's Day, we're hosting a metal bash. Um, headlined by Fractured Frames out of um, Asheville and Detest the Throne from Charlotte. Uh, the 18th, that's going to be a big week, 16th, and 18th. It's going to be a heavy week. 18th, we're hosting Flying High Again. That's an Ozzy Osbourne tribute, and the band Thrill will be opening that show. Outside of that, we're bringing back comedy again on the 23rd with Ray Money, stand-up show. The 25th, we have a country show with the band Sprocket and uh, Rachel Pynchon. I believe you know Rachel, don't yeah. you? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. she's a very, very talented young lady. So that's, a, that's on the 25th. And then on the 31st of March, we have the Spring Breakdown with our buddy Hightower. Don't forget, we have the Misfit Market on the 4th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Roostapalooza Artisan Market will be on the 18th from 11 to 4 and open mics every Wednesday. So go check out Ben Gallon or come check out the Rooster. Um, it doesn't matter what you do. Just get out and do something fun. Get, be, you know, like I said last week, become a part of a community. Um, yeah, we need it as humans. We need it. So uh, thanks again for doing this, Ben. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. Awesome. Peace and love.